Welcome to Kush Chat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Kush Chat with your host, Keon Torres. It's the second week of November. Thanksgiving is approaching and I'm having the munchies just thinking about it. But anyway, thank you ladies and gentlemen for tuning in each and every Thursday for Kush Chat. We have an amazing guest for you this week. He's like a brother to me. He is a musician, a songwriter, a producer. And before we get to the interview, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Tell the world who you are and what you do. It's your boy, James Calvin. I am a producer out of New York City. Um, I've been playing music since I was 13 years old. Uh, I'm a teacher now. I'm about to make a big move to California to start the second half of my music career. And I'm I'm excited to be on this podcast with my boy, Keon. Hey, (laughs) yo, let's talk about when we first met. I believe it was at the Bronx at the Circa 9-5 open mic. Okay. You came through our fellow homegirl, Kat, and you were performing. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shit. And you were performing fucking poetry or spoken word. What was it? Um, It was definitely spoken word. Um, what's so crazy is how I got started in spoken word was um, my neighbor, who, like, we used to just always be at his house chilling, playing video games and stuff. He was like, yo, I started this open mic. You should come through. I was like... Since when do you do open mics? He was like, bro, I've been writing for years. I was like, okay. So I pulled up. Next thing you know, I got on stage and the rest is history. Like I have been writing my whole life, but never had the courage to get on stage. And, you know, uh, my neighbor encouraged me to get up there. And that's what I did. I got up there, took a bold move and killed it. Yo, that's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Yo, do you remember when we went to Cat's crib? Yo, I saw <laughs> pictures like, from that night. I saw pictures from that night. <laughs> a whole open mic in the living room. Oh, was... Yo, <laughs> but you know what's funny, bro? That's like when we really started talking about music, mm-hmm. though. Because I didn't know you did music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I found out you was like a music producer and shit. So you said you've been producing music since 19, right? Uh, since, uh, let's see, producing music since... I would say, whew. all right, so 2009 is when I really first started to learn how to use, like, logic and, like, reason and things like that. So I want to say 2009, but I have always been a writer, um, and I had started playing piano in 2006. Shit. What made you want to do music? Um, I needed a way to, I needed a way to get away from video games, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, I would literally put in about five, six hours into playing video games. And I needed to, to honestly, I needed to challenge myself uh, to do something different. So I asked my dad to buy me a piano. I think it was around my birthday or that Christmas that he got it. And then the rest was history. How many instruments do you play, like, now? Um, I play... I play the drums. I, my first instrument was drums. Um, my second instrument was piano. I got about three or four guitar chords and a couple bass lines. That's about it. So about about four instruments right now. Do you feel like musicians like today do not get enough credit as they deserve, especially with all this technology that's out? Uh, absolutely. I feel like it's way too easy um, for for some producers now. It's like they can like copy and paste you know, notes and things like that. I like, can draw stuff oh, yeah. in by like just sound, sit there and sounding it out instead of actually becoming, um, you know, a, a, a true musician or, a, you know, because a musician and a producer are very, very, very different. But like, you know, really becoming a, a musician and, and learning your craft, learning the ins and outs 
and how to make yourself better is lost with a lot of a lot of uh, I guess this generation I guess you could say like they don't strive to be great they're just getting by or if they sound good at this point then that's enough for them some people throw shade upon it some people are like oh that's that's the new wave and it's just like how how I came up is not like that I've always wanted to you know be original with my stuff and that's just how I am like it all comes from me like sometimes I use other people's stuff when I'm when I want to be like inspired or whatever like that when I'm like okay I'm feeling a little you know uninspired right now how can I how can I um change up my my style my flow whatever like that so I might I might use a loop I might listen to some guitar stuff whatever what decade of music do you feel like you belong to decade definitely the 90s I definitely mm, I, like real the real R&B shit I definitely I definitely love the 90s more than any other any other decade like because like I mean that's that's still how I produce it right to this day is like everything's a not everything's a slow jam but I just feel like if I if I was my age right now in the 90s that those artists really relied on their producers to do their you know their production and build them up whereas now it's more of a do-it-yourself um type of era where every artist is headstrong they already know their vision they already so-called know their sound they want to cut corners. They want to be the producer, the manager. The they want to make their own flyers. So I'm in a I'm in a different time right now where I have the type of personality where I like to be in charge of of what's going on in there. I like to you need to tell me your idea, express your idea to me, and then we go from there. And then I'll set up the piano. I'll pull up some sounds like what you want to hear. How does this sound? How does this feel? And then we go from there. But nowadays artists just be like they be on something else. They just like they know so much about what they want to do. Uh, but they got the nerve to ask you for your help or your assistance. I'm like, I'm confused. You want my help or you want my approval? Like, which one? Because <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, exactly, bro. Uh, any artists in particular from the 90s you wish you could, like, collaborate with? I wish I could collaborate with. Um, hmm, particular? I don't know. Like, maybe a... I like Janet Jackson. Cause I might have got introduced to Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Janet. Um, I definitely would like to work with Mariah Carey. That would have been dope. Mariah was a super superstar. Damn. That would have been a big check right there. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely all my R and B, you know, um, guys: Joe, uh, Case, um, Tyrese, Genuine. Um, all the guys, like even the groups, like Voice to Men. We got um, One Twelve is cool. One Twelve is cool. I think Jagged Edge is cool. Um, so yeah, yeah. Catch from the, well, they're not from the nineties, but well, a little bit. But yeah, th- those are the type of voices that I like to work with. No, that's fucking dope, bro. Do you feel like R and B today is just not the same? Like, is it, I feel like fucking R and B singers are just becoming rappers now. A lot of things is like sounds really robotic. A lot of oh, that's a lot of a lot of auto tune. <laughs> a lot of um, artists are getting away from R and B because they feel like the money isn't as fast or as consistent as like you know more pop music or hip hop, which has become more mainstream. It wasn't always that, but hip hop has definitely become more mainstream, and they're going with a lot of pop synthy you know type sounds. You know, I remember. An artist prime example like Chris Brown, he started off like his first three albums were so pure R and B, 
And then he got away from it. Like he just started doing like dance stuff and more poppy synthy stuff. Then he started using auto tune, yeah. and then I'm like, this is not the Chris Brown I know. You know what I'm saying? But someone who's always stayed true to their sound, like music soul child. Like if you that man has legit like thirty hits, like hell yeah, like thirty. Because like I was I was just going through his like Spotify. Like this is music soul child. Yeah, I listened to that joint straight through. I was like, it was a couple of joints I didn't know, but for the most part, I knew all of his joints and lyrics too. <laughs> so <laughs> that's another cat. That's oh, another cat shit. that's amazing that has stayed true to his sound was music soul child. So yeah, he's legit. Damn. No, for real. Hell yeah. And it's just, yeah, it just fucking sucks. Like, yeah, everything's just fucking auto-tune and mainstream. But you know what kills me, though? I feel like R&B, like, R&B and soul, I feel like it can still be mainstream because a lot of grown folks and grown women, women especially, it doesn't matter, like, how old they are. Well, it does, you know, if they're, like, fucking 21 or up. But women just love R&B music. And, you know, us Mm -hmm. as men, we, like, playing r&b music lighting some candles up and shit you know setting the mood mm-hmm. and i feel like you know r&b music is very powerful and definitely can help you make babies right that's that baby making music right there that's 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 that set the tone right there <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know, we got like, I, I guess one of the truest r&b artists that we still have is trey songs you know what i'm saying like he hell yeah he doesn't go into that auto tuny, you know, popish stuff like that. He's not, he hasn't gone that far off the reservation. Like, Trey Songs is, you know, he drops, he always got a hit single coming, you know, whether it's every once in a while, you know what I'm saying? But Trey, he stick, he stick, he stick with his R&B. Like, he's one of the more newer artists. He came out, what, like mid-2000s, 06, or something like that? Somewhere, yeah. somewhere around when Neo came in, something like that. Um, and he I'll put Neo there, too. Oh, yeah, facts. Neo went pop. He got the, he got those coins, but <laughs> but the more the more truer pure R and B would be Trey. Nah, I could see that. I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Shit, yo, do you remember going to fucking greenhouse now? <laughs> of course, of course, our club days. Of course. Oh shit, bro! We had a lot of fucking crazy nights. Had, so. I still got, bro. I got pictures of us. So anytime you want those. <laughs> Anytime you got those photos, I still be looking at them like, dang, we was wilding. Nah, bro. No, we was really wilding. We literally took people's bottles yep. and just <laughs> brought them to like an empty table and act like, yo, this is our fucking table. Bro, we used to show up so early for open bar. It was crazy. <laughs> we legit only had enough money to get on the train and get back home. We used to show up with maybe $1 for one drink for the bartender. The rest of the night... It was just vodka and cranberry, <laughs> acting like we was drunk, trying to hit on girls. <laughs> some nights were successful, though. Some nights were successful, you know. You know what I'm saying? We had some good nights, you know? Yo, and then after, like, we stayed there till, like, fucking four in the morning, and then we go straight to the fucking hala cart, too, because we had, like, six, seven dollars in our fucking pockets. Gotcha. Now, let's fast forward a little. We end up having, like, the same snake-ass manager who shall not be named. Wow. What was your experience <laughs> like with that? Wow. Okay. So, Voldemort. Uh, let's call him Voldemort for the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my experience was he was... He was very... Um, he was very about his business. And... Um, 
he was he um how do you say it? He he was very passionate about music, right? Very, very passionate about music, but he didn't know music. Like he was not a musician, he wasn't a producer, he was none of the things that I was. Like I really understood music and I was also looking to gain an understanding of the business. So he was misguided in his approach to signing artists to and, and, and what they really needed to move forward. It wasn't just a business relationship. He needed to let artists be themselves and not try to control so much of the situation, which I think is where we, we where our lines got crossed and why the relationship ultimately went sour. Damn. So I won't say he was a bad but, person, but I will say that he didn't, he didn't have an understanding of the mindset or or the or res- or honestly respect my skill set. Like to be honest, that was that was one of my problems. Like he, I feel like he really didn't respect the level of skill that I had at the time. Instead of putting me in situations where I could I could flourish, he would try to control the situation, which was very very irritating and you know kind of like condescending. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly how I felt, and it was just you know. I wish like he would have just gave me the freedom that I needed because we could have like went places and I, I bet you feel the same with you know with your music and it's just we could have like dead ass like went places if you would have just gave us the creative control that you know we just want as artists and how we express ourselves and just you know we could have made a lot of fucking money right but he threw all that fucking away right. Yeah, and you ended up meeting like Rich Dollars and Olivia, right? And you actually worked with Olivia, right? Um, so we met Olivia at a club. Uh, she just showed up for an appearance. It wasn't like a meet and greet. It wasn't any of that. It was just for appearances. I did produce a record for her that um, never got around to, you know, her hearing or whatever like that. But it's whatever. I mean, no disrespect to Olivia, but she's not somebody that I'm really interested in working with anyway. <laughs> it was just like at at that time the word clout wasn't out, but that was just a clout chasing type of event. Damn, yo, were they filming Love and Hip Hop? <laughs> nah, but I did a meme. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh man. So yeah. So after that, you eventually like ended a part of like a band or a group, right? After this, and you know we wasn't really chilling like that. Mm-hmm. At that time, because we were both just like really fucking hustling and working on our craft more. So yeah, yeah. So tell me about like that group like you were with, or are you with a group? So I started. Well, I didn't start, but I became a part of this group called the Feast. And basically, we were. It's like a play on words, like you know, three artists serving the people good food. Basically, we serving the people good music, but you know, we all love to eat. So we combine that with our music. Like we all love to eat, we all love to do music. Why don't we call ourselves the feast? Like the um I hear you eating right now. You know what I'm saying? This burger is delicious. Sirloin steak, you heard? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um so you know how we had the Fuji's, we had the firm. Like, all right, let's call ourselves the feast. So shout out to Chelsea Johnson. I am Chelsea, I am. Uh she came up with the group name. And um, yeah, so I had been so around the time we was really, really kicking it heavy from like 2010 to like 2014-ish, um, I had also moved in 2013, remember? I had went to St. Louis um, at the end of 2012. Oh, yeah. 
and then I end up coming back the next June, and then we just we just pick right back up where we were, you know, hitting the clubs or whatever like that. But then I kind of slowed down on it because you know I was I was burnt out. I was like, all right, I'm tired of the clubs. You know what I'm saying? I want to just focus on other things. So we kind of like we all went off, you know, focusing on our crafts more. You know, you know, JP and the crew, Dante, they had to go to school. They had to finish up school or whatever like that. You was working on your um, you know, becoming, you know, being an actor or more established rapper, you know, you know, doing a lot of different things. So we was all, you know, kind of busy, kind of busy, but we still kept in contact with each other because, you know, we boys, you know, we in this for the long haul. You feel me? Yeah. Hell yeah. So, hell um, yeah. so yeah, that's how that played out. Any particular places like you guys performed that? So, um, oh, hell yeah, bro. Oh my God. Yeah. Talk about it. We were at the bitter end. We did SOBs so many times. Um, I did the Howard Theater. Um, we did um, nice. Rockwood Music Hall many times. We did, um, I think we did Stage 48 once. We did, you know, Shrine up in Harlem, Savannah up in Harlem. Um, we did, um, damn, there's so many different spots in New York. I can't really name them all off the top of my head, but it's like all the big joints. Name all the big joints. We didn't do Madison Square Garden, though. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. We didn't get that big. But we did a lot of local. Not spots. yet. We did a not lot yet. Of local not spots. yet. We did a lot of, you know, really dope venues. Um, you know, the Sugar Bar, very popular spot, on um, seventy second. Um, what else did we do? We did a lot, man. We, we we're still working on our first project together as a group. Um, but we have been on tours. We've been to L.A. Um, we've been to Atlanta. We've done, you know, small gigs, large gigs, medium-sized gigs. You know, we working. You feel me? Lit. It's not even all. Did y'all do um? Did y'all do um? South by Southwest. Um, two out of three of us did. I didn't have the opportunity to go to Texas when they went, but they definitely did go, and they um they said it was a great experience. Yeah, I always hear about that, but you and I, we definitely have to like perform there once this whole fucking pandemic shit is over because I, I always hear stories about South by Southwest. Yeah, bro, like the networking, the uh, the amount of people that are there, just the connections that you can make, the, the uh, you know, the peer-to-peer the peer connections that you can make. You can't beat that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like amazing to be in a room full of people that do exactly what you do and understand you, understand your struggle. They're just in a different state. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, we exactly. all here in Texas. I'm like, yeah, boy. You know, you're out here working. <laughs> facts, <laughs> yo. Fucking facts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, bro. Tell me about your upbringing. Where were you born and raised? So, I was born and raised in the Bronx, New York. Um, uptown. Uptown. You already know. You know what I'm saying? BX, baby. Um, born and raised here. i am uh, been living in. We used to live by. Uh, what we used to live at? 162nd and uh, Sheridan, right, like a street right below the the Grand Concourse. Um, the hood. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, for, for those for those like foreign listeners who don't know what the hood basically is, basically Yankee hood. Stadium, basically <laughs> Yankee Stadium. Um, then we moved to a place in the Bronx called um, like Mars Park, and um, so we've been pretty much living in this neighborhood. For the past 20, 25 years, twenty five years we've been in this area called Mars Park. So, um, yeah, man, born and raised in the BX. 
wonderful family, little sister, older brother, older sister, mom, pops. We all been together. We just sold our family home. So um, now me, my sister, my brothers, we're all going off into the world to explore it for ourselves. You know, I'm going to miss my little sister, my older brother, my niece and nephew, my big sister. It's like, you know, when you have a family home, you know, you all grew up together and, and, and now it's, it's all changing. We're all going off, you know, to ultimately be adults. <laughs> so, yeah, that's happening right now. That's a big move. Um, so, yeah, man. Born and raised in the Shit. BX, baby. BX raised me. Shit. But you, you're talking about, like, moving to Cali, right? Exactly. So that move is going to be so crazy because it's like, it's like I'm all the way on the other coast. You know what I'm saying? Totally different speed from New York. Totally different people. <laughs> you got to drive <laughs> everywhere. You know, you always hear all the rumors. Oh, L.A. folks are shady. It's nothing but sunny weather. You know, everyone earthquakes, earthquakes, (laughs) forest fires, forest fires. You know what I'm saying? Stuff that you don't want to hear. Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) Don't nobody want to be around Nancy Pelosi. You know what I'm saying? Um, (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. She needs to give us our fucking stimulus checks, yo. I need my 600 back. I was doing good. What's up? I wasn't doing nothing. I was doing good. What's up? Um, oh shit! Yeah, any part of Cali? Any part of Cali you want to move to? Um, I'm going to be in Los Angeles, but as we know, Los Angeles is big. Los Angeles has, you know, a lot of different counties. You know, you got Koreatown, you got Compton. Glendale, you got Compton. You know what I'm saying? You got, you know, Central LA. You got downtown Los Angeles. You got Hollywood. You got West Hollywood. So I'm gonna actually be um in Koreatown, I believe. So um, it's gonna be lit. I'm excited. I'm excited to go out there and get to work. I'm taking a teaching job out there. Um, right. So a lot of remote work, a lot of consultation work is out there. You know, a lot of artists, they really need help. They want help. They're not so much do-it-yourself type artists out there. So I'm going out there to work. I'm ready. I'm going to take all the skills I've, you know, learned here and honed here in New York, take it out there and take over. That's it. Damn, you said Koreatown. I might have to visit you there. Yo, <laughs> it's going to be lit, man. You know what I'm saying? Korean barbecue ain't nothing like it. I'm telling you. Shit, man. <laughs> no, Korean clubs too. Well, hopefully they're open by the time like you move and shit. Word. But nah, definitely heading out west is like a huge move. And I'm like actually thinking about the same thing. But I'm thinking more Vegas. Okay. Because yeah, like rent is way cheaper out there in Vegas. And it's like technically like right there from like California. Mm-hmm. I compare the two like New York and Jersey. So like for example, you know, Jersey has like Atlantic City. So I feel like Vegas is Atlantic City and L.A., you know, Los Angeles, California is New York. That's how I compare gotcha. the two. But yeah, rent is definitely like way cheaper there in Vegas. And plus, you can just get a fucking round trip for $75 to go to L.A. and it just takes one hour. Right. Now, I was going to say that would be like my plan, you know, especially as an actor now. So, like, just doing, like, a bunch of, like, acting sets. I'll just go to fucking Los Angeles from Vegas if I decide to move there and then, like, work fucking part-time at a weed dispensary because weed's legal in fucking Vegas, too. Ooh. See, that's your speed. <laughs> that's you, right? That's why exactly. you want to go. <laughs> Forget the rent. Now nah, I really know why you want to go. <laughs> no, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, too. But, no, property in Vegas, too, is so fucking cheap, bro. And you can have, like, fucking four rooms, a big-ass pool, for just like fucking five hundred thousand, like nothing. That's lit. 
Yeah, bro. And like shit is like super cheap. And plus the taxes too. They're not crazy with taxes like that in Vegas. I need to shoot. That sound that sounds like the ideal spot. You know what I'm saying? Like you moving out and finding some place that's like you can get the most the most for your buck and you're not getting taxed that crazy. Whereas, you know, exactly. growing up in New York, you like you you think you poor. Like you you got a good a deep <laughs> You got you like you you out here like all making twenty dollars an hour and then you get your check you like damn took all these damn taxes the more you make the more they take but hey that's New York we you know a lot of us crazy thing about New Yorkers is like when you born and raised here you rarely leave you like there's no place like this why am I going anywhere <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm not going to no raggedy suburb no I'm not going with no hillbillies. I'm not going nowhere where it's not a city. I'm not. It's a dub. I'm not. No. No. No dirt roads. No. Where's the corner store? <laughs> yo, that was dead ass the mindset. Like the mind state of us, you know, just like, yo, we have everything here. What the fuck? I need to. But you know what's crazy? Like I had I used to have like that mind, like mindset mm-hmm. until I went to like Utah, like Salt Lake City, Utah. And then I went to Denver, Colorado recently. Mm-hmm. And that shit just changed my whole perspective, especially just being surrounded by fucking mountains. And I was just so fucking amazed of how that shit is like over there. And like the air is clean. People are nice. Everybody's saying hello, especially when I was in Colorado. Everybody was saying fucking hello every fucking block I walked on. Even the homeless guy like complimented me. He's like, hey, man, you can get any girl here. You look like a young Chris Brown. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Has he ever seen Chris Brown? Nah. <laughs> He's like, sir, I, uh, okay. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, said. I kept it moving, but I was just like not used to everybody being that fucking nice. Like, yo, even the hotel like worker, the guy who worked at the hotel, he literally, as soon as my Uber came, he fucking ran out the hotel to grab the door for me. Wow. Like I was some fucking big shot. And I was like, dude, you don't have to do that. He's like, oh no, it's just how it is here. That's some that's some next level hospitality. And and that lets you know it's like other places in the world, you know, people show respect. Like it's you know, where we live at is not normal what people do. You know what I'm saying? We're used no, we to assholes. <laughs> yeah, we're used to it, but this is not the way the world is, you know? You know what I'm saying? This is, we have been disrespected and treated unfairly um, for good, most of our lives, you know? You're, you're not supposed to be shocked that somebody said hello to you, good night to you, how are you? Those are, those are normal things that people that are courteous do. And, you know, so when you receive them, it, you shouldn't even be surprised. You should be like, that should be normal. But, hey, this is the city that we grew up in. We didn't choose. We didn't necessarily choose it. But, um, hey. Yo, it's funny you say we didn't choose it. But you know what's crazy? Like, this is, like, the most important city in the world. And like you say, we didn't choose it, but we were still born here. And I find that kind of like funny in a, like a higher power universal kind of way uh-huh. because I'm like, yo, we were born in fucking New York City. There's a reason why we were fucking born here. I don't think it's just like the fucking just be fucking regular, typical everyday New Yorkers working like a regular fucking job. I really think you and I was like born here to be fucking great. That's a fact. 
New York breeds greatness. Like, it's like, I think so. I think because it's such a tough city, such a, a um, rude, aggressive, um, ostentatious type of place that never rests. Mind you, bro, we almost 30 years old and we haven't slept nearly as much as people <laughs> in the rest of the world. Bro, I don't we know don't what like a regular no, good night sleep is. Like no sleep, no such thing as eight hours. What is eight hours? What is that? What is what is my body supposed to feel like? You feel me? What is my body actually supposed to feel like? Because this ain't it. This ain't Yo, it. <laughs> that ass. No, for real. And like people look at me weird when I said, "Yo, I barely sleep," but they'd be like, "Yo, you need sleep though." I'm like, it's just. It's just how it is, especially from the hood. Like everything's just so fucking fast paced. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then you you never on a regular schedule because you always feel like you're gonna miss some shit. Like I don't got nothing to do. I don't be missing nothing, and I just be wide awake. Like I gotta watch one more episode. Like boy, take me behind the bed. But being in New York, everything is open till one two. This I don't think I think this is the only city where things are open twenty four hours. Certain certain businesses are open twenty four hours. Like. You're not getting an Arizona everywhere else. You can't get a honey bun. You can't get a chopped cheese. No other state. There's no such thing. They don't know what you're talking about. Chopped cheese. I'm like, man, you don't know how to make a chopped man. Get me out of this state. <laughs> Bro, that's what I had to do when I was in Denver. I, I dead ass. I'm like, yo, a certain time I have to go to the store and just get everything I need to munch on for fucking 12 in the exactly. morning. Exactly. <laughs> Bring it back to the crib. Keep it there until you're hungry. <laughs> shit man no that's one thing that i will forever love about new york anytime you're fucking hungry there's a place open to get fucking great food yeah and you know all your spots you know all your favorite spots you know what time they close who make the best sandwiches you know what i'm saying <laughs> all that you're like it's a fact who's the most uh not like courteous who shows the most respect because you know some of these stores they the owners be mad disrespectful. You be like, oh my God, why do I spend my money here? <laughs> the, the food will be mad good, but you do not like the people that make the food. You be like, I hate this dude. He made good sandwiches. That's <laughs> a fact. I be like, yo. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he be looking at you like he want like a fucking right. tip. I'm like, no, motherfucker. You're not getting nothing. Not the way you talk. Oh, shit. I'm looking at him like, motherfucker, you better put those gloves on. Right. Where's your mask? You don't know we in a... Do you know what pandemic means? Pandemic? You're not even scared of that word? You just... You making sandwiches all willy-nilly? You... What is wrong with you? I'm going to call the uh, government on you or something. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking call 311 on their ass. Right, like, what you doing? Nah, yo, but one thing about New York, too, we definitely have the best barbers. Hands fucking oh, down, especially uptown. Oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. They be rude, though. I ain't throwing no shade to my Dominican <laughs> homies, but some of y'all, oh, my God. They be good barbers, but hella unprofessional. I be like, why are you on your phone, my dude? Why are you on your phone cutting my hair? It is not that serious. Who are you talking to? Why Why are you hollering? Why are you sharing a beer in this barbershop right now? It is not. 
siesta, siesta time. It is time to cut my hair. <laughs> and you having a good time. It's, everything is not a celebration. Every time the Yankees hit a home run, it's not a celebration. Yo, everybody's like, yeah! Like, oh, why, shit. Uh, y'all my homies. Y'all, you guys are our, you know, transit. Best shape up right. ever. You know, great shape ups. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You are our neighbors. You, you know, you are people of color. You know, our black and brown people. But please be more professional, my niggas. Please. <laughs> please, please. That goes for every barber. That goes for anybody in a profession anywhere. Please do your job. Thank you. Thank you. Do it right. Do it right. Yeah, but nah. New York gives the best cuts. Every day. All day. All yeah. day, every day. All day. Yo. That's why I'm scared of LA too, because I know that once I go, I'm gonna have to find a barber first. I'm gonna go with my when my haircut is fresh from leaving New York. I'm going over there. Oh, first man. thing to a barber, like this is how it's supposed to look. And then <laughs> anything else, I will slap you. If you mess up my hairline, I will slap you. Do you understand me? Believe me when I say this. I'm not from here, I will slap you. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> women do not understand how serious it is for us men when it comes to finding a great barber. Yeah. They just don't get Yo, it. Yo, it's so serious. It's nothing to be played with. It's one of the most, hair care is one of the most important things, you know what I'm saying? Like to us, like there's no games to be played with our, you know, our look, our features. Like this shit defines us. And when we want to go out, we feel younger, we feel stronger, we feel more confident. You know what I'm saying? Like you cannot, Facts. you can't mess with that balance. You mess, you throw off that balance. It's like you, your confidence goes down. You know, you got a little anxiety might kick in. You know, you feel a little discouraged. You don't want to feel like that. You want to get up out that chair and feel like, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. These, these women can't tell me nothing. You know what I'm saying. That's how you want to feel. When you get up out that chair, or you want to feel like, you know what I'm saying. Shorty come by you. You know, you got a little more swag in your step. If you get out that chair, and your hairline crooked. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 no. Or it's pushed back. Oh, nah, see, them is fighting. See, now we fighting now, my nigga. I clearly showed you a picture, and you still messed up. How, 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 how? Or, 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 or it's worse oh, when you go in a barbershop, like, I, oh, who, who the best barber in here? Or they all good. <laughs> oh, everybody's good. No, they are not. Stop lying. Who's the best barber? Because y'all playing games right now. Like, I hate when they say Nah, that. it's always the... No, it's always the first nigga at the window. It's like... That's my opinion. I'd be like, yo, like, y'all are being nice for no reason. You know everybody here is not nice with it. Who <laughs> is the nice one? Like, who, who... Like, come on, son, like... But, yeah, that's one thing I'm nervous about. Like, I need to know who's doing my lock, one, and I need to know who's cutting my hair. I'll worry about my state ID later. <laughs> I don't care about that. I need to know who is going to make me look good when it's time to go out these L.A. streets. <laughs> oh, man. Now, nah, L.A. is going to be fucking crazy when you go out there, bro. And I definitely plan on going. So when you do move there, you'll probably be seeing me a lot because hey. there's so many fucking acting opportunities over there, bro. Yo, do it. And, and it's beautiful weather, which means you're going to be on a beach, which means they're going to be casting girls in bikinis. Holla at your boy. Facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In New York, oh, they gonna have all their clothes on. You don't want to work with no girls on nice time. <laughs> but speak. Yo, I feel like no, real quick. Sorry to cut you off, bro. I feel like LA women are literally you're you're like you're literally seeing Instagram influencers 
and a virtual reality. That's what I feel like LA is when it comes to like women that live there. Word. I, I when I went to LA in twenty seventeen, I did see one like girl from like Instagram, and um, she was beautiful actually. Her name is Renee something. She does like swimsuits and all that kind of stuff. She was cute or whatever. But um, you know what I think I noticed about LA? Everybody's mixed race, like super mixed race. Like nobody's pure anything over there, especially not in Los Angeles. Oh, I'll fit right in. It's yeah, like for a fact, like, everybody's like beige. Like, no lie, it's like a lot of beige babies out there, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I guess sometimes coming from a place like New York, where yeah, there are some mixed race, but everybody, you know, ethnic groups, you know, skin tones, you know, languages, yep. differences. And when you go there, it's like. Curly hair white, curly hair black, um, curly hair beige, curly hair Asian. I'll be like, yo, y'all really over here? Y'all real liberal over here, huh? <laughs> that's how we giving it up. This is beautiful. No, that's a beautiful thing. It's and it, and, it, and it sounds like I'm being like, it's it was a culture shock for me. It was it was a new experience for me. It was like, whoa. I was like, oh wow, everybody over here is it, it's a, it's a little different, you know. This is sometimes. Sometimes you you get the feeling that not all things are accepted, you know, and that's that's yeah. that's one of the the worst things about not the worst things about it, but one of the most uncomfortable things about being not just a minority but a person of color is is feeling marginalized. It's feeling like these are your limits. This is how far you can go. These are only these are the people that you can date. These are the people that you can marry. These are the people that you can have children with. You know, only look like you, and then. When you step out, it's like, oh, you don't love your own, or you don't love this, or you know, you understand what I'm saying? It's like it's 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 a very yeah. interesting, you know, way of thinking that some people have. Is like you can only be with your own, or you know, people exhibit a high or like a low level of prejudice, and it's it's enough going on in the world for you to be applying a an additional level of prejudice for no reason, like. Really? Like we we need to focus our energy on our government that doesn't have our best interests at heart instead of having all these, you know, worthless civil disputes, you know, who we who we love, who we can't love based on what we eat or what we look like, like nonsense. <laughs> you know? No, that ass, bro. And I feel like one day that every every single person in this world is gonna be multiracial, either people like it or not. Right. Yeah, that's just good. That's just going to be the future. And I just like I was seeing like articles about it online. It's just everybody basically going to look like fucking me. <laughs> hey, it's, it's like, but you, you wouldn't believe the people in this world. Like, it's like, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I always wish the world was different, you know, but because it is the way we is, we got to deal with it. Like, I feel like I, I'm attracted to every other I will give every other group of people a chance other than white people. <laughs> I am not attracted. That's how I feel. I am not attracted to white. That's girls how I feel. In the slightest. Nah, you might be pretty, but as far as me approaching you with an intention to date or to anything, hell, no, no. Yeah, and it's just not about like their skin tone. It's also about their personality and, it's history. and their upbringing. It's just history. That too. Historically, that too. this is not going to go well. I'll pass. Thanks. <laughs> I'll pass. Yes, all love in the world, and we want people. Yes, good for all of that. But as far as mating goes, absolutely not. 
there's no chance I'm going to be like, this is my mate. After all I've seen and gone through, you think that I'm going to run this risk, you know, <laughs> absolutely not. I got enough risky, but it's a risk going outside sometimes. You think I'm a risk? Absolutely not. It ain't that good. <laughs> it can't be that good. It ain't, it ain't worth all this trouble. <laughs> Sorry, white woman. We apologize, but, you know, we still, we still fuck with y'all, right. but just not for right. us. I'll say hello. <laughs> How you doing? I won't let you fall. You know, hit your head, nothing like that. But yeah, you have my babies now. Yeah, yo, and then you don't know if like their family, somebody in their family's fucking racist. Like, yeah, it's, it's a lot. A lot of it's, a, it's a it's a it's a lot to a lot of barriers to break. A lot of um, it's a lot to go through. You know, you know. So, but my eyes, they say chocolate. They say boricua. They say dominicano. You know what I'm saying? They say all, all of the Caribbean, all of it, all of it, all the Caribbean, all the Caribbean, all the Caribbean, all the Asian women too. Oh, uh, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> that's you. That's you. That's you. I got. You know, we got love. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not against that. I, I, there are some beautiful, beautiful Asian women. Not my style. Not my style. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Just not my style. But they are gorgeous though. Are gorgeous. I ain't gonna tell him lie. Middle Eastern too. Yeah. Middle Eastern oh, too. Oh yeah, they right above Africa. They right there, right above. So boom, you know all my Semitic people. You know what I'm saying out there. You know what I'm saying all those beautiful countries <laughs> right above Africa and Northern Africa. You know what I'm saying. You can't you can't beat it. Can't beat it. Yeah, South African girls, they're fucking. Lord beautiful. have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. I need to visit South Africa. Like. I wonder why it's even oh, called South it. Africa. It needs to have an actual name. Like, we is North Africa <laughs> called North Africa? Why is South Africa called South Africa? There's an, That's a good that question. That is very awkward. Like, I don't understand that. <laughs> like, who named this piece of land South Africa instead of a, a, a country, like a name of a country? Like, I'm, I'm very confused. But, um... No, for real. That that is a very good question, bro. It's just like, but yeah, definitely the women there are just. I feel like they came from another fucking planet. I don't know, man. Let's go on a trip. Let's go find out what planet they're from. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, planet are you from, bro? Nah, that ass. Nah, that ass. We gotta plan a trip together. That's... We definitely gotta I was do that. My boys, like, nah. I was like, listen, I might do a year or two in LA or something like that, but I think the next stop after that is gonna be the motherland. That's a fact. Like, I don't have any oh, desire shit. to stay in America. Like, if I want to run a business here, you can, you can run a business anywhere. You can live anywhere. Life is too short to be still. You know what I'm saying? I agree. It, it is far too short to be still. Because I'm already 30. So what are the chances that I reach 90? Slim, I need, to, I need to make sure I maximize all of this. You know? I need to make sure when I close my eyes, I don't have no regrets. I don't have, there was no shortcomings. There was no um, underachieving. There was no, like, selling myself short. Like, I need to see this world, um, experience all the positive things I can while I'm alive and well, while I'm strong enough to get up and go. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... No, for real. I feel like I'm in explorer mode now. Like, oh, my God, my 30th birthday. Because, you know, most people, they hit 30, they'd be like, oh, I'm getting old, child. Oh, I ain't got no husband. I ain't got... that. This, that is not my mentality. I am not thinking along those lines at all. All I'm thinking is, where to next? You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. 
Where to next? I'm not worried about shoulda, coulda, woulda, what I coulda did when I was 20. None of that. I'm trying to see the world real quick. Nah, yo. Hell yeah. And 30 is like that prime year. Like you're the best you of your yep. life. 30s and 40s. Because older we get, the wiser we are. We will have made our mistakes. And, you know, you're supposed to learn from your mistakes. Not that you should just be deliberately making mistakes in your 20s. But, hey, when what better time to do it when you're young and 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 be better as you get get better with age, you know? We like fine wine. We, you know, we get better with age. Hell yeah. And we have no kids. No kids. No kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Uh, yeah. But you know what's crazy, bro? There's a lot of people, especially here in New York, that never traveled the world. That's a fact. Sometimes when you're from New York, you just don't leave. Like, not even just live, just... I mean, some people might go on like a little vacation. They be like, "Oh, I went to Italy," you know, whatever like that. Um, but that ain't nothing. You need to, you need to go, like you said, go in those mountains and and see and and, and breathe in that clear air. And you be like, "Man, New York air tastes like dirt compared." <laughs> 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 got dirt. That ass though. <laughs> what is this mountainous region up here? You know what I'm saying? This this beautiful clear skies. Look at all these stars. I didn't even know there's that many stars up there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yo, for real. Yo, what are your like top like three places you want to travel to? Um, anywhere in Africa. Anywhere in Africa. Um, I definitely want to. I do want to go to space. I'm not gonna lie. I think it will be a. Shit, I think me it will too. be a thrill to go to space as long as there's a way to <laughs> safely return. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't end up like a right. fucking meteor crashing fucking right. down. I don't want to be like those movies where they get stranded. Nah, chill. See, nope, nope. Nah, nah, nah. Like passengers or something like that where they just wake up and they like light years away and they can't get home. Like, nope, 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 nope. Um, or or fucking get taken by aliens see, and shit. I don't, don't, even, don't even remind me of aliens, man, because I know they're out there. <laughs> we are not the only life forms. Not possible. It's not possible. Hell's no, It is bro. not possible. Hell's Yo, no. we have a whole universe. Like, it, it, it's like, but yeah, back to your question. We get to the, we, we can talk about space nuts. Let's get to space. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. So let's see. Space, Africa, <laughs> anywhere, Africa anywhere in the motherland. Um, And I guess maybe I thought about Mount Everest. I thought about climbing like a really cold mountain. To see if it's, Yo, if I'm it's with really that too. impossible. Bro, I'm dead ass with that. Like, cause it's like they always say they that's the most dangerous mountain. Like nobody can ever reach the top of Everest, or even though a few very few people have done it. I was like, yeah. I would try. I would try. I'm not, I don't want to die, but I would try. <laughs> I don't want to like for real. Like I'm I'm not trying to freeze, but you know, that's not to be racist or anything like that, but that's not a black people's sport. That's not what we do. We don't climb icy mountains, you know what I'm saying, for fun, to say we did it. Yo, white people, <laughs> yo, white people do so many crazy like shit. Yeah. Damn. It's like yeah, they just be like, or or we think they do it and they got it from us. No cap, no lie. That's no another cap. thing. Because we be like, that's, oh, that's another white thing. Shit. We're really, oh. Nah, somebody in Africa bended that right. shit. Right. Like, don't even. Uh, don't even um, don't think that 
they were the first to do all these things because that's what they're doing now when, you know, a lot of books and shit was been stolen. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to call nobody out on nothing, but, you know, a lot of kleptos out here. Jesus ain't white. Ain't, sure ain't. Sure ain't. Last time I checked, Israel was in Africa. You know. Last I checked. Last I checked. Where's oh, Nazareth? Oh, okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Okay. Where's the earliest remains found? Oh, okay. Okay. All in the motherland. You know what I'm saying? But you know how history books do, bro. You know how they do. It's crazy that mad Italians just got offended. They were like, oh, no, it's Columbus Day. It's not Indigenous People's Day. I'm like, the, yo, the level, the, the, the level of disrespect from, I mean, first of all, nobody gives a damn about Italy anyway. Nobody. Nobody <laughs> ever talked, like, nobody gives a damn about Italy. Like, nobody anywhere, no way, no how. Italy is the most irrelevant uh, European country probably like who who cares like who's what's their Rome the Vatican like who cares about that you know how much stolen artifacts are there you know what I'm saying what, what do we care about oh, yeah. what do we care about Rome for like what do we care about why why do, why should we care about you you know what I'm saying and and to be and to be <laughs> offended and to be so proud of of, of a failed expedition like what are you talking about? I think it was supposed to go like, to India. Where, where did you think you were? Like, where did you think he landed at? You know, you don't go somewhere and slaughter people. And and, and, and it's crazy. Google defines him as the, the man who paved the way for colonization of the Americas. That is not something you should be proud of. It's not exploration. It's colonization of a, a, a body of land. Why would you want to colonize anybody? They have nothing to do with you. Why are you there? Why are you there? Yo, for real. You know what's crazy too, bro? Like when we were in like school and shit, they really made him out to be like a fucking hero. And now it's just, you know, people who are our age that are like teachers and shit now, they're like, no, no, this motherfucker was an Mm -hmm. asshole. Yeah, they want to, they want to spill the, they want to change the story now because it's more common knowledge. It's all over like, you know, the internet and things like that. When they knew this shit all along, you know, but when they have a curriculum to teach, that's how you what the hell they're they're told to teach. When I'm gonna raise my kids, I'm gonna be like, go to school. And the moment they bring up Christopher Columbus, you'd be like, that shit ain't true. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would say Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492 and he fucked up and got lost and, and destroyed the world. Yo, I would tell my future kid, little nigga, you better Google that shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's going to be some homeschooling up in my house. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going to, we're not going to rely on uh, Western civilization to, to educate you on, on, you know, on, on certain matters. Cause every, that means their, their ideas are going to be skewed. Everything is going to be changed to fit their, you know, their story, you know? No, for real. And you know, what's crazy too. Like, do you think this shit, like, fucking really existed? Like, a lot of shit that has happened in history that we don't have, like, video like, footage like, of? Like, what? Give me an example. Like, sometimes I feel like George Washington was <laughs> Wait, <real>. why? <laughs> he just sounds like a really fictional... He sounds like a fictional-ass character. Like, the way he looks, the shit he did, his story. I was like, yo, I can't believe this dude was real. The way his hair was made, he looks like a fucking cartoon character. That ass. I get what you're saying. Um, 
I do believe that some I do believe that certain stories could be fictional. I do believe that a lot of characters could be whitewashed. Um and we know we know that to be <laughs> a fact, true. you know, um a lot of different things go on in, in, in American history and global history. Um a lot of the stories are off. They sound so off. They be like, that don't add up. That don't that don't sound like <laughs> yeah. that don't sound like Mary. And how are these niggas got First of all, how these niggas got the whitest names of all time? Thomas. That's another Mary, thing. Peter. <laughs> I don't think these niggas was named that at all. Not right in the middle of Africa. This nigga was not named Thomas, Mary, and Peter. Jonah, Jonas, Isaiah. Isaiah sound a little black, but it don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it don't. Uh, that don't add up. I don't know about all that. You know what I'm saying? And 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 uh, Roman Shit, Catholic bro. Church got a lot to do with it too. I'm some dirty Negroes up in there, or some dirty some dirty whitey McWhites <laughs> up in there, because they got a lot to do with changing history books. I tell you that right now. That's Vatican a fact. City is some dirty, low down, dirty pedophilia. I don't know what kind of called by God men they are. That is not the God that we serve. That is not the God, the ruler of this universe. That is their own God. I don't know who he is, but it ain't the right one. But hey, like I said, no, I was gonna say it's probably fucking Satan in disguise, whoever the fuck right, they worship. That's a, fact. that's a fact. But um, it's crazy, bro. It, it, it's crazy the lengths people will go to change history to make it fit them. Because if enough people are saying it, everybody believes it. If you don't know any better, you feel me? Like, damn. It's no, like, hell yeah. You're like, oh, I thought that was real. No, who told you it was real? Oh, I heard it so many times. You know, I forgot what that, that's called because I used to do that in class. Like, we used to have an experiment. We used to be like, everybody's saying the same thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. And then, and the next thing you know, you'll be like, oh, word, it is. And then they'll correct you. They'll be like, no, it's not true. But it's, it, <laughs> it's, I forgot what it's called. It's like when everybody in the room is saying the same thing, everybody starts to believe it, you know, and in the way they start to, like, oh, word, I, I didn't think about that. You know what I'm saying? So. Shit. Yo, do you think, like, the moon landing was real? Um, Back to space. Back to space. Um, I'm pretty sure they, I'm pretty sure they made it to the moon by now. Like, I mean, I don't think it's that far away. I don't think the moon is as far away. It's in, it's in our orbit. It orbits us. So it's our moon. So I'm pretty sure they, somebody landed on it and... You know, whatever. I mean, it, as proud as some countries are about doing things, they want to be the first to do it. I'm pretty sure, you know, they, they've they done it already, you know. Some people, the, it was the race to space. People wanted to get out there. Um, they wanted to put their own satellites up there. The first person, the first monkey, the first whatever. So I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure a human being has landed on the moon. I don't remember who they said was, uh, I think, was it Neil Armstrong? Was it Neil? Something I like that. So. I mean, I think so. I could give two shits yeah. who made it there first. It's just a it's a cool accomplishment to even leave our atmosphere. That's amazing. The the idea of wanting to leave or how to even get up there. Like we got planes, that's amazing. A rocket, that's amazing. Then you realize that the the further we get up, you know, we're about to go into a whole there's no gravity up there. You got to figure out how to navigate that shit. That's amazing. That shit is amazing. 
I think that shit is amazing. I, I, I can't see a reason why they would fake that. What's the point of that? You know, what's the point of faking an achievement? <laughs> what if that? What if that shit is a nah, 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 because I'm a, nah, nah, nah. We, we, I know that's real. That you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I believe, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do believe they made it. They made it. You know what I'm saying? Space exploration is a, you know, is a very proud thing, and uh, not to be racist, but you know, white people are very proud of you know doing shit. Like, they very, they take great pride in trying to do things first or. You know, it's a uh, yeah, copy. yeah, exactly. A copy or be <laughs> arrogant about some shit. So I'm pretty sure they went. I don't. I can't see them lying about a feat like that. That's something that they were probably so proud of. A white man made it first. Like that's because you didn't send a black guy. So I don't understand why you. <laughs> or, or bro, somebody in Africa or even Asia, or like or countries like that. You know, or uh-huh. continents like that. What if they already did it? Like went to space in like the beginning of fucking time. Like we don't fucking know. Yeah, but I don't think they had the technology for it because you know that they're here in America. They were if the science was already developed. You know the the design, the models. You know we were over here doing calculations. Like I can't remember exactly what the movie um for not for colored girls, um hidden figures. Right? They were like all like super duper like mathematicians. They all had. They all had different um, jobs at, I believe it was NASA. So they were trying to figure out, um, you know, how to design the spaceship for um, to exit and to enter back into the Earth. So it was a big deal. You know, a, a white man might, might have been in the rocket, but there was a lot of black people that, that played an influence in the science and the math part of getting up there. Of course. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Hell congratulations yeah. Neil Armstrong on going and landing and coming back. <laughs> but let's give credit to those people that were behind the science to get you up there. You know what I'm saying? You were just put in the shit. You know what I'm saying? But I do believe like ancient technology Absolutely. did exist like way Bruh, back then. How we got pyramids, yeah. booby Yo, traps. Son, exactly. If the stuff they put in the mummy is real, these things were smart, son. Son, <laughs> yo, they was too smart. How you got trap doors in the floor? Nah, that's crazy. Nah, chill. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> yo, or what if, yo, or what if those fucking pyramids used to be fucking spacecrafts that went to fucking space? No idea. Know. And the theory is that they built them from the top to the, from the from the top down. So I'm just like, all right, that's a little weird. How are you gonna build something from the top down? But hey. You never know, like it's and, and the it's crazy, and they built they made out of what sand. I think did they develop cement at that time or was it sandstone, like sandstone, right? So it's like, and then yeah. some parts of this joint moved, like you have moving parts of a pyramid. That's crazy. That's very very very, like bruh, mummification. If you've seen tombs, um, a tomb or sarcophagus or the science it took to harvest organs like they were harvest organs and all these kind of things like this stuff predates everything we do here in the states obviously like it's um it is amazing it's amazing like you know we we've enhanced you know certain sciences like we've further developed certain sciences but a lot of things were already here a lot you know what i'm saying 
Yo, that's fucking true, bro. That's fucking crazy to think about it. Like, yeah, because if you look at buildings now, like, they fucking kind of look like fucking pyramids, just, you know, more Yeah, they got, you know, it's a little bit more, you know, like, you know, different angles and things like that, slants and all that. You know, everybody wants to be a damn architect and be aerodynamic buildings and all this other bull crap. It's been out before, you know what I'm saying? It's It's been done before, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's amazing. People, the people in, in our history of the past that have, you know, had the minds to do these things, those, those were, those are our brilliant, those are, they have shaped the future in ways that they, you know, didn't get a chance to see, you know what I'm saying? Hundreds of thousands of years ago, or whenever man was first on the earth, you know, it's like, wow, like, look where we've come from there, you know what I'm saying? No, for real, and to think about it, like, music was everywhere back mm-hmm. then too with with odd and that's like weird sounding shit like no pianos you know what i'm saying it was like string <laughs> instruments and 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 like bongs and like you know stuff stuff like that you know drums were powerful drums were like marching you know they were a sound they were like they could have been like a sound of war and and, and things like that like instrument yeah. instr- instrumentation was so was used for different things. It was used for celebration. It was used for celebration. It wasn't just you wasn't just playing music in your room. You know what I'm saying? You 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 was just you it was a cause for celebration. Something was happening, an event, you know, an event was taking place where um you needed this, you know, these instruments played, you know. So yeah. Damn, yo. Yo, imagine like turning up in, in like in a pyramid with fucking pharaohs. That would be kind of crazy. I Serving somebody serving me grapes, I can't see that. <laughs> serving me grapes, bring my wine. Of course, they didn't talk like that, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I would be lit. Oh, it would be lit to be treated like royalty, you know, because we are all kings and queens, you know what I'm saying? Facts. So, damn, yo. How do you feel about like royal families, especially in like London and shit? Um, I feel like it's a little disrespectful, um, because all over Europe, um, there were, you know, there were a lot of, and to keep bringing up color, there were a lot of people of color who were royal families. You know what I'm saying? Um, now how those families happen to disappear and there only happens to be white royal families left over? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that's possible. There's only one royal family, allegedly, or only one royal family that gets publicity, and, and that's Queen Elizabeth and her ugly children and grandchildren. Um, <laughs> but um, I just think that it's impossible. You're telling me there were no African royal families left? Is that what you're saying? Or are they just not put on TV? Because I'm confused. I'm confused as to why we're only talking about the Queen and her lineage of murderers and murderous family members and colonizing family members. I'm not sure why they're getting so much TV time. Why Prince Charles or Prince Philip or whoever the hell, I don't care who they marry. I don't care if it's a black woman. I don't care about none of that <laughs> shit. Why is it on TV? Why am I hearing about it? They are irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? But but yeah, I don't give a shit about these, these fake-ass royal families. They're not royalty to me. Who they royalty to? You know, you can't. You can't maintain your royalty. You're only a royal family if you a ruler over something. So who they ruling? You know what I'm saying? And most most 
be nuts. <laughs> Most rulers, you had to, so, to do something bad to be ruling over people. So, hey, they probably, you know what I'm saying? You know, colonizers, you know, colonizers. And um, I mean, that's history, man. That's 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 a part of our history. We can't shake that. Um, we can only learn about it, um, learn from it, and 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 learn how to and learn how to move forward with it. You know what I'm saying? But the world has an ugly history, man. Very, very, very ugly history. That's a fact, bro. That is a fact. Now, I ask every single guest on this okay. show this question. I'm ready. I'm ready for this? Have you ever smoked weed? I... <laughs> I have taken a pull when I was like 22, and I think I took a <laughs> I took one pull at 22, and I think I took another pull when I was like 17 of a bong, and that was it. <laughs> and here's why. Um... Here's why I don't smoke weed. I feel like I've always had a natural high. I feel like I was always on, I was always, my mood, I never wanted to alter my mood. However my mood was, it was going to be that. I didn't need to be relaxed. I didn't need to be propped up. I just needed to be myself and just stay how I was. You know, I always felt, like I said, I always felt like I had a natural high. I was, you know, either happy. uh, I was mellow. I had all, you know, I had all the emotions already. I never, like, I never needed to simmer myself down. It was just like, and also I grew up in a Christian household. So it was like smoking, tattoos, piercings, no goes, no goes. Bro, bro, (laughs) you don't think Jesus smoked weed? I don't know. I don't know if weed grows in Africa. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if weed was growing where he lived at. But I just know that, you you know, how you were raised, you know, I was one of those kids that how they were raised, you know, I stuck to it. You feel me? Like, I just stuck to it. Like, there was no need for me to, like, yeah, I like tattoos, but I was raised not to get tattoos, so I'm really just not interested in tattoos. Piercings, not really interested in getting the ears pierced. Like, I always thought ear ear piercings were dope, you know, a little feminine, but, you know, not wrong with a little cuteness to you. You know what I'm saying? But also, (laughs) also never got a piercing. Um... Smoking, like alcohol, you know, we you know, we went out together. I had a couple little drinks or whatever like that, but you ain't never seen me drunk on the floor or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you never see me. Um, I don't oh. know about that, bro. I don't know about that. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> let, me, let me hold you oh, right no. there. There was that one night in pianos, and that's oh. all I'm gonna say. Ooh. Oh, please don't, please don't, please don't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't say nothing. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Don't tell nobody. All right, you got you know you the only one that has evidence, the only one that has dirt on me. <laughs> Dang. Oh shit, man. Yo. <laughs> I took uh, oh man. Oh, that was a oh that was a very forgettable night. Oh I think I still oh, have the picture of no, that. No, please, please don't do me like that. Please, please. <laughs> if I ever do you wrong in life, bring it up, but don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that oh, was such a throwback. Oh, you know what? I did get asked that question. And like, some people have asked me, Have you ever, you know? And I was like, Well, that was this one time. <laughs> but that was it. And I didn't like it. <laughs> I was like, 
Oh man, yo, yo, crazy fucking nights. Yo, remember that one night real quick? We was with my ex. I know you know who I'm talking um... about. Not who I was like living with. The one before that. And she brought like her friend. Like I'm not trying to say her name. Huh. And then we ended up in like a fucking cab. And we went to Stanton Social. We met up with um Sarah because she was promoting that night. Uh kind of remember. Uh so uh, I want to remember so bad. <laughs> I want to remember. <laughs> what does it rhyme with? Say it rhymes with. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, it rhymes with lacking, macking. Uh, Her name rhymes with macking? <laughs> You're kind of. Name. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who this I don't remember. I only want to remember... Um, was probably the second to most recent one. Damn, we was fucked up that <laughs> night too because, like, because yo, we was all like that ass sitting in the cab, that is so and like true. she was like, she was like sitting on my lap, and then her friend was sitting on your lap, but her friend was kind of like feeling me. But then, like, my ex. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. I was jealous too. I was like, bullshit. <laughs> she was cute too. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about you're talking about. Yo, yo, and I was like, and my ex got jealous at her, and that's why she kept like fucking. My ex was a whole little yeah, I remember. Yeah, you and I was like, you only doing this because yeah, this yeah, shit, yeah. hell yeah, because I was trying to get with that other yo, chick too. That's bad. Shit was bad. Yeah, I was like, like, oh my you. god, oh, <laughs> in my head, I was like, oh, this is some bullshit, shit, yo. I remember that, yep. I remember Damn, we were the two spots that night, yep. I remember, yeah, we did. I remember. We yo, did. yo, Sarah used to hook us Damn, up. We... Yo, shout out to Sarah. Yo, shout out to Sarah for <laughs> real, yo. All Damn, the spots. <laughs> oh man, yo, we had some good ass times, bro. Cool. Like, especially since like a lot of clubs are closed now. Like, kids like when like that are now in their fucking like they're like twenty one now or twenty two, twenty three. They will never experience the shit we experienced right. at that age. Right, because those places are not gonna open up anymore. Like, I anticipate nightlife being, I don't know. I mean, you know what's so crazy? It's even in a pandemic like this when, when millions of people have passed, people are still doing reckless behavior. And I, I don't think that should, we, should, we should end the night without speaking about, you know, being socially responsible. You know what I'm saying, bro? So, yeah, like, being socially responsible out here, y'all, like, it's, it's, it's very important. Like, people are literally dying, dropping like flies. This infection is, a lot of us are, um, how you say it, like we don't have symptoms, you know, you know, and, and I think that, you know, distancing ourselves, not going in crowded places, wearing our masks, we have to do our due diligence and the best we can to protect one another because we never know, we never know, um, you know, how, you know, who we're transmitting to, like we could be asymptomatic and then we could be passing on, you know, the disease or the, the infection to other people. And I know that has happened so much. Yep. I have no doubt in my mind that some of us who are asymptomatic have passed it on to others. And, uh, you know, some of those people may, may or may not have died. We don't know. We don't know because of the, the chain of events, but I think we should just be really, really responsible and careful you know, with how we conduct ourselves 
socially. Yes, I know that we can't bump and grind on each other like we used to <laughs> and, and, and things like that. And we're so desperate to get back to that place. But I mean, what's I mean, do you want to live or you want to die? You Facts. know, it, it, it's this is a life or death situation for a lot of us. You know, a lot of people can't see haven't seen their mothers and fathers and uncles and brothers and sisters um, because they're quarantined in a hospital. Exactly. You know? Or they have like pre-existing conditions that can fuck exactly. them up. Exactly. And they're at risk and you can't see them. You know, my brother and my older sister haven't seen their father in months because he's been quarantined in, in, a, in a hospital, sent to a nursing home. You know, um, it, it's, it's insane. So people out here not protecting themselves, not wearing a mask, um, going into, um, you know, social places, it's hella irresponsible. Like, how desperate are you to, to dine out? You could have learned this. You could have took the time to learn how to cook, like, bro. Bro, not like, only that, we still have fucking racist ass cops killing black people. Right, yo. During a pandemic. During a pandemic, and it's heightened more because everybody's home and everybody's watching this shit happen, watching it unfold, and it's like America is showing its ugly head. Like it's, it's literally, it can't hide it right now because there's nothing else to do. But be freaking racist and 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 commit, you know, violent acts, you know, against, you know, predominantly one group of people, you know, it's a shit ton of race baiting, a whole sum of race baiting, you know, is it's crazy, it, it, it's crazy, you know, and sometimes you want to be strong, you don't want to cry, you don't want to be, you know, all of that, but it's just like, man, it's um, it's draining being. A black man or woman is extremely draining. Like it's talk about insane it. the amount of mental pressure, the amount of stress um that comes along with being a black man or being a black woman. Um it's like you like, hey, did that person do that because I'm ugly? Or do they do it because my skin complexion? Or did they do they do that because I don't speak their language? Or did they do like shit or that you shouldn't even have to or, or, or so-called fear, so-called fear. Because if you ain't never been robbed by somebody that looks like me in your life, then you ain't got no reason to fear it. Who the hell told you this was going to happen to you? Who are your sources? <laughs> like, where are you getting your information? It's just like so many preconceived notions are nonsense. Nonsense. Like, made-up fictional shit from the worst of the worst people in the world and now I have to have lived my 30 years under that cloud. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of groups of people, you know, a lot of other groups of people don't understand, you know? They don't. They, they just don't get it, you know? Colorism is a real thing. You know, racism is a real thing. You know, ignorant prejudice is a real thing. Like, you don't know anything about this group of people or this person, but you feel a way about them before you've even met them. That's that's pure ignorance. No way in the world you feel so strongly about a person that you've never met. You know what I'm saying? And let's also talk about, like, fucking whitewashing. Like, for a perfect example, there's a lot of Latinos, and even black people, too, that are so, like, to the right. It's crazy, bro. Yeah, like, like the most I deal with, like, I guess in the black community as far as uh, amongst ourselves, or even is, like, is like you know light skin versus dark skin nonsense. That like shit is stuff stupid. like that. 
Yeah. I don't know where that came from, but I know it's perpetuated. We'll you know, all hang of... on the same tree by the KKK. Let's be real. right. That's a fact. That's a fa- that's a fact. They don't play that. Um, you know, nonsense. Like I, I had a. It was a crazy. I had a crazy experience. Um, last fall, last summer, I was at my homie's friend's house, and they are like from Barbados and like Haitian or whatever, like that. And some people from the islands really feel like, oh, I'm not black. I'm I'm Bayesian or I'm Haitian or I'm this or I'm that. I know my history. You don't know yours. They be on that type of time, bro. <laughs> and it's crazy. I'd be like, wait, so you think because you know what parish your family is from that they won't lynch you? Are you retarded? You think you know what rock on the island you're from? They won't lynch you? Are you dumb? They might lynch you even tighter. Or hanging higher <laughs> because you know more about where you're from. What are you talking about? Are you crazy? Like, they really, like, I was really sitting there, like, it was so crazy was they didn't know that I wasn't from the islands for, like, the first hour or two <laughs> that I was there. But once they found out that I wasn't from the, once they found out that I wasn't from the islands, they started acting, like, low-key a little different. They were like, oh, you're not Jamaican? Oh, okay, okay. And I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So now you're gonna treat me different because I'm not from the islands. Are you dumb? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, where your family from? We were born here. Oh, oh, X, Y, and Z. Oh, we were born here. I don't have to go through. First of all, Jamaica is one place. Haiti is one place. Um, uh, Trinidad is one place. Uh, you know, Saint Martin, Saint Thomas. You know, all these places. These are they're one place. You understand yep. what I'm saying? Africa is a fucking continent. Okay? Okay? Let's get that straight. It's a continent, which means I have to search every last one of these countries. Every last one of them to find out the exact root of my last name or or my bloodline. Like, give it a rest. Not every, I don't have to do it. Yeah. Why, why do I have to do that? Why can't I just be black, represent myself, and move the culture forward? Why do I have to, even if I did know, oh, my family's from Senegal, what is that going to do for me? Am I all of a sudden going to move to Senegal? Am, am I going <laughs> to speak the language that they speak? Am I going to eat only their food? Am I only going to follow their gods? I don't think so. So why do I need to do all this uh, research? I need to know who I am for me. I need to be confident in, in myself. Who is James Calvin? You know? I need, I, that's, 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 that's the more important thing. We need to know who we already are. I you know, and, and, own- and also, and also, what we're gonna build, right, for the future. I don't know exactly. what the past is because the past could be ugly. You know, uh, matter of fact, we know the past is ugly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not and trying to go there. <laughs> yeah, and, and not only that, society just can't let go of the fucking past. We're so fucking backwards, and this is why we're still at where we're at. Like we're still dealing with fucking racism, which should have been done with years ago. Right. But. but we're stuck in it's the past, in but... pre- yeah. We're still, in, it's still, still very much a part of our everyday lives. Like, and if, even with everything else going on, this is the talking point on national television. National but... television is a whole bunch of race baiting nonsense. And you just be like, oh, "This is when is this going to stop? Like, why am I hearing about this? Why?" And you know what's Yo, and you know what's crazy? Fucking Mike Pence was like, oh, racism doesn't really exist like that in this country. I was like, what? And then we have ignorant white people who look like they're dead on national television 
saying things like saying ignorance like that. Like, bro, stop talking. Like, you 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 are in like the second highest office in the country, and you sound crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Do you not know the pulse? Like, it's it, it's it's um I forgot what it's called when they when they do stuff like that. They're not ignorant about it. They know exactly what's going on in the world. Um, they just don't want to accept it. They they accept. They know exactly what it is. Is it's just they they have constituents that um you know they just like deal with it's it's almost like a slap in the face it's like it's like almost like not acknowledging what the abuse that you're you know what i'm saying it's almost not acknowledging the of the abuse because donald trump knows that his voters are super fucking racist donald trump Facts. might not be donald trump and, and to his core might not be a racist but he knows that his base is racist and he has to do and say whatever he can to rile their asses up i don't know how donald trump feels i know exactly how his constituents feel though <laughs> I know exactly yo. how the people that vote for him feel. He yo, he seemed like the type of dude to say anything to get a vote. Anything. <laughs> bro, he's bro, he's from New York like us. He's just a fucking con man asshole. Say that again, bro. You say he's from New York like us? Yeah, he's from he's from New York like us. He's just a fucking con man and an asshole who fucking knows how to like make business moves and fucking how to fucking manipulate people into believing what the fuck he's saying. He's from fucking New York, bro. Come on. He knows, like, how to fucking... Like the old saying goes, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Right. He's no, He fucking knows what he's fucking doing, and he's just manipulating middle America to, you know, have them think, like, oh, he's this great savior of America that's gonna, like, fix all our problems and, you know, we hate the way it, you know America was, especially with Obama, because we all know why they hated Obama, because he's fucking half black. Right. Come on. And it, and it's crazy. It's crazy that you said Middle America. Some of the most I've been to middle parts of America, and man, you want to talk about uh, a dump? <laughs> <laughs> a dump. Those are some of the world's the dumbest people. And the like, these people like go to the middle. Everybody out there that's listening, go ahead, go ahead, go to the middle of the country and see how you get treated. All my, all my uh, Caribbean people that feel like they know their history, and know where they're from. <laughs> see if you don't go out there and call them bigger and they snatch your ass up. See, yeah, yeah, go tell them. Oh, I know where I'm from. I know my history, and see, don't they chop your ass up just as fast? You know what I'm saying? We gotta stop. We gotta stop being ignorant about this. Things and, and saying ignorant things and and fighting amongst one another, one another, like some of this civil warfare or these civil disputes are nonsense. Like yes. you know how we fight each other and our government is got the government got our foot on our necks and and and, and we kicking each other in the nuts or whatever analogy you want to. Like how are we fight each other, like we really fighting over who don't speak Spanish, who don't speak this, who don't speak that, who you don't eat, you don't eat the same foods I eat. You don't know my culture? Well, teach me then. What you talking about? What's the yeah. problem? What's the problem? I don't got no beef with you. When name an African country that has ever gone to war with the Dominican Republic. Name an African country <laughs> that has ever gone to war with Puerto Rico. Name one time in history. Y'all not even in the history books. Come on. We are and Puerto Rico are not in the history books. Nobody's history books. Haiti is. <laughs> Haiti had their revolution. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Yo, let's that ass though. Let's talk. Let's talk about. It. Let's talk about the facts. You know what I'm saying? We we it is crazy. It's nonsense, bro. 
some of the, the, the civil disputes that go on and the social disputes. I'm like, yo, like, what? Y'all really live in the same neighborhood and, and you low-key don't like them? Oh, oh, this Moreno over here. Or this Moreno over here. Like, what? <laughs> are you dumb? Are you dumb? Are you dumb? Do you know the people that are indigenous to where you're from were darker than you? Or, yeah. first of all, original people from everywhere were dark. Bro, some of their grandparents are dark. And they don't love them. <laughs> and they don't love them. Let's talk, about, let's talk about how much they don't love people because of the complexion of their skin. Like, who taught you that way? You are literally, you, you say you don't like Donald Trump, but you are, you, 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 are, you are believing in some of the ideals that his followers came up with, you know? Like, you, what is, you're perpetuating nonsense. Stuff that's not real. Things that are hurting your community, like colorism, like classism, like all these other things, you perpetuate those things, and then you talking about get out and vote. Get out and vote for what? Get out and vote for what? Some of your some of your characteristics of your personality are detrimental to society. So you got it. Got to start with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't and there's the a lot of before you change yourself. Exactly. And there's a lot of people on both sides of the fence too. Right. Sitting on the fence. Now, I can't sit on the fence. Your nuts start hurting you sit on the fence too long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep, that playing the that playing the fence shit is for the birds. Sometimes you gotta pick a side or you pick no side. You ain't you don't you you know what I'm saying? But yeah, sitting on the fence, yep. Cause I know yo crazy. 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 I, we could go on all night. <laughs> we could go on all night of you know personal situations, things we've seen, things that have happened to us, whether it be racial. Um, classism, you know, <laughs> feeling marginalized, you know, feeling small in a room for no reason. Yeah, you know oppression. Yep, yep. And niggas might not even be doing it deliberately, but it's already in your head psychologically. Once your mind goes, what the mind believes, um, what the mind can conceive and what the mind can believe, it can achieve. But if we don't think we can do gay things, we'll never be able to do them. That's what, that's what being marginalized is about. It's about putting you in a box so you can't you can't you feel like this is my ceiling, these are my walls. I can't go no further than this. African Americans, they deserve reparations too. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they also deserve to know what to do, learn how to navigate um with their money. They gotta learn how to economics, group group economics, as far as um, you know, putting your money together, where your money should go, you know. Um, you know, doing you things know, black you know owned. The- you know, it's cliche to do. Th- it's cliche to do things. You know, black owned. But you got to be intelligent. You gotta. You gotta go to school. You gotta study finance. You gotta really understand how your money works. Um, and and, and, and put it together. You know, it, it, when you intelligent, can't nobody tell you shit. You know what I'm saying? You when you educate yourself on certain things, can't nobody tell you shit. It's one thing. Yeah, if they give you ten million dollars and you blow that shit at Mercedes Benz or Louis Vuitton, that's dumb. You giving your money right back to the people that don't like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's just fucking crazy, man. Like this world we live in, the society we live in, is just all for this fucking crazy. It's just, but I do believe in balance, and I always tell everybody this: that as bad as shit is going on right now, I feel like next year is going to be really fucking good for some reason. It'll be good if, um. It's a, it's a state of mind, you know what I'm saying? We cannot... Um, I think psychology 
it, it, it's it, it's the psychology of a person. It's like if you if you're in a place where you feel trapped or you feel oppressed or, or anything that's negative feeling, try the best to get yourself up and out of that situation, up and out of that state, up and out of that country, up and out of that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because if you set if you sit there and you and you wallow in your mess, you know that's that's ultimately your fault. Find a way to get up out of that. You know what I'm saying? There's plenty of people in this world that don't feel oppressed and they're black. There are plenty of people in this world who don't feel marginalized and they're and they're and they're of color or whatever like that. You have to find your way to escape. You know, escape that the matrix. You know what I'm saying? Escape. The, the, yeah. the, the cloud that's over you, the, the cloud that, the cloud that, you know, has been created, you know, almost like to, to cloud your judgment, to cloud your mind, to, to really, really mess you up, to make you feel small. And you know what I'm saying? That, that, that's a system, you know, that is a system that's not easy to, to break free from. But I feel like people have got to make up their minds to want better, to do better for themselves, whether it be through education or whatever it is, um, people have got to really, really want it. You know, you cannot vote your way out of oppression. That is not how this system works. They are not going to let you out. You cannot ask your slave master to let me go. (laughs) That is not how that goes. You know, you can't, that's not how that goes. We know what, how this system is, is made up. We cannot be asking for anything. Either we're going to take it or not. And then when you get violent, oh, violence, that's not the way to go. They play reverse psychology on you. They try to make you feel uncivilized. Meanwhile, they're doing uncivilized things through paperwork. You know what I'm saying? They're they're signing documents like you're animals in a cage. And then when, when when you lash out, oh, it's uncivilized. There's a better way to do it. A peaceful protest. What? Do you? Do you hear that's reverse psychology? That's making bro, that's making you feel guilty for for fighting back in your own way. Yo, yo, I got one for you. I feel like democracy is the biggest hypocrisy. I don't think America is a democracy, though. It's uh I forgot what they call that's it. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's a hypocrisy. They scream out, oh, we're a, the land of democracy. No, because then if people protest right away, oh, they're looting and rioting. You're like, no, like. We're trying to make change for the better of this country. And how do you think they I got that shit in your museums? Yeah, I got yeah. where'd you get this mask from Guinea Guinea Africa from? Why, why do you have any artifacts um from why do you have any artifacts from the Gold Coast? Like who gave that to you? <laughs> that ass. Oh there's, shit. There's no reason for you to have any of those things. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not... Is the owner of this museum African? Like... Nope. So, how did you get these things? I'm not understanding at all how this made this way onto your white wall and now you have all the facts and these little letters about where this mask came from, where this axe came from, where these tools are from, where these stones are from. Are you kidding me? You want to talk about looting and rioting? you telling me that the people of Africa left that shit there and was like, hey, here you go. Take it with you back to America and tell our story. Nah, that shit was stolen. What are you talking about? Looting and rioting. <laughs> the words they <laughs> use. The words. Oh, oh, don't get me started on the word ghetto because what the president 
and Joe Biden had going on the other day, that shit was ghetto. Oh yeah. What the president <laughs> that shit was right. That shit was ratchet as hell. What the president did to Joe Biden, that's what you call ghetto. That is ghetto. That is crazy. I was like, bro, what? I didn't even see it. I heard it, but I'm like, this shit sounded ghetto. Yo, yo, do you think fucking Trump ever like walked in the projects? Um, I'm no. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's him and his family has always had money, you know, and they don't know the struggles of they don't know that life. They may have heard of it, but they've never he may have heard of it, but he's never experienced it, you know, for himself. You know, most you know, white men with money, you know, they've it's a privilege. It's a privilege to have money, to have never struggled, to never have to worry about a bill. He doesn't know that stress of um, of having to pay a bill or having to come up with money to pay a bill or something like that. Like, that's not on his mind, you know? His mind is, how can I evade this tax? How can I evade this bill? You know what I'm saying? Black people ain't trying to evade nothing, evade no tax. You know you're about to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's crazy. You only paid fucking $750, bro. Yo, that shit. It's like, damn. It's, it's legal too, though, but it's like, because you know who writes the tax laws, right? Shit. Old white men write the tax laws. It is, everything he did is completely legal. You know what I'm saying? And when you have a business, you can do it too. Capitalism, remember in grade school, capitalism was the first thing that we learned about our, our that's economic, true. like, is cap big business capitalism here in America. They only respect businesses. They don't respect the consumer. When you form yourself an S Corp, a corporation, an LLC, you can write all that shit off. Hell, you can write a lot of shit off when um when you don't have those things. Yeah. But even more so when you do have an established business, which I have, which I think that everybody should have. Shit, you can buy houses with your business. You can yep. you can do a whole lot of things. You got to go to school and educate yourself, man. I, I want to encourage all my you know all my people of color. You get those degrees. You want to be in criminal justice? Okay, well, double major or triple major in in, in finance and, and business. Understand how money works. Understand how this country works. If you're gonna live here, you know because you or you're gonna continue to be stepped on, you know, just trying to be have an education and get a job, like. That's a part of systemic racism, getting an education and, get a, and getting a job. That's what? You're going to pay uh, $50,000 to $80,000 for this piece of paper just so you could, <laughs> they can start you off at $45,000 a year and you're being taxed on it? Shit. Shit. Yo. You're not even making enough to cover. Like, come on. It's crazy. Nah, it, it is crazy. Meanwhile, somebody's just faking. Yo, a fucking eight-year-old kid's like making millions of dollars off fucking YouTube, bro. Yep. Yep. Playing video games. That, the devil. The shit that they told us that we need to stop doing. Stop playing on them damn video games. Well, guess looking now. Now, now you're getting paid to record yourself playing video games. That little motherfucker's a millionaire making seven figures a year. Like, what? And he will always have a residual income because people are going to keep streaming his old episodes. Yep. It doesn't even have to be new. <laughs> That's the thing. These checks come every month. That kid's going to have his college paid for. All kind of shit. Businesses in his name. Shout out to them. Shout yo, out to that them, ass. Man. Shout out to them, yo. You know, we ain't hating. Damn, we yo. just saying that when we was coming up, 
That wasn't a possibility. You know what I'm Hells no. That wasn't a possibility. My mother was like, you better get your mind from there and read a book. <laughs> now, the thing to do is actually play video games. Bro, and as far as education, you can learn a lot of shit just on fucking YouTube. Oh, hell yeah. Education. You can educate yourself on anything. You can, be- yeah. you can-, you can become a whole scientist. You're a chemist. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole lot of tutorials on there. You know? Oh, yeah. shit. But yeah, bro. Yo, you have any projects on the way? Um, yes, bro. I am currently working on my first studio album. Um, it is called hey, Yeah, bro. It. Yeah, bro. So it's called Road to Thirty. Um, basically, uh, I'm telling the story of me basically growing up. You know, like mainly, you know, experiences from my 20s up until 30. Because you know, like I said before, you know, we all feel like all oh, 30 is that turning point. Well, I'm telling the story of all the emotional. Like all my emotions and things like that, all my experiences leading up to the to year thirty for me. So I have a song called um, "Love, Love, Love," and um, basically that that song is about me finding a love that I never thought that I would find. Um, yeah, I have the song called um, um, "Thinking About You," and that song is basically about. You know, you ever had that person that was like on your mind, but it like kind of like your your heart always gets you into trouble. Um, like you try to follow your heart, you try to you try to get that one girl, but she's like, you know, it's bad for you. You know that this is not the move that you should be making, but you still go for it because you're like, I gotta take this chance, I gotta take this risk. You know, so basically, I'm titling the songs that are like, you know, telling basically telling a story of what I went through. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great album. Um, we just wait. Have, so you're singing on this? I am not singing. I have singers. I have written all the lyrics. I have produced all <laughs> the music. Um, <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm just you know producing, executive producing, writing all the lyrics down, coordinating with my band members, with my singers, with my friends. Um, so all this music is coming from me and pouring it out from the heart. Um, like I said, yeah, it's titled Roll to 30. Um, first single is going to be called If I Could. It's amazing. It's featuring this artist. Um, his name is Akambi. This young guy is amazing. Super smooth. Like the future of R&B type voice. It's, it's, and the song is about what would you do if you could, um, you know, go back in the past and change anything? Because like I said before, at 30, everybody's like, oh, I'm 30. I'm old. But I'm saying, what if you could go back and adjust your ch- adjust your twenties? What exactly would you change? Like, what Word. exactly would you change about your twenties? Is there anything? Is there everything? So that song is, I think, is going to be really, really re- relatable to a lot of people because they're like, oh, if I was if I was only ten years younger, I would did this different. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us say that. Hell yeah. A lot of us be like, oh, if we could go back. So it's definitely. Uh, um, that's that's definitely gonna be the first single if I could, featuring a combi produced by me, written by me. It's gonna be crazy. I'm trying to release that um, during the holidays. Um, so I want to say, I mean maybe maybe the end of November, something like that, somewhere around there. Nice, so, nice, bro. Shit, so, yeah. bro. Nah, that's dope. That's fire. I'm definitely looking forward to it. So you, you definitely gotta send me that when it's out. Hell but, yeah, bro. Uh, last question. <laughs> But last question, yo, last question, bro. What do you want your legacy to be? 
Um, I mean, when, I guess when it's all said and done, I want to be known as one of the, the greatest musicians to ever walk this earth, um, one of the greatest songwriters to ever walk this earth, one of the greatest teachers and musical influencers to ever walk this earth, pretty much, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's, that's as far as my career goes, those are the things that are important to me. I want to be, I want to be very influential and for future generations, you know, you know, person and then personal in my personal life, I definitely want to be, um, my legacy to be like, you know, an amazing father, you know what I'm saying? Amazing husband. Um, you know, I want to leave a legacy of, um, teaching black men like myself, you know, how to be better, how to be great, how to survive in this world, how to, how to make a difference. You know, I, I definitely want to be a game, overall, I want to be a game changer. You know what I'm saying? Someone who influenced the masses and in, 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 in many positive ways as possible. Yo, that's fucking amazing, bro. Yes, sir. Yo, so my brother, where can people find you? Okay, you guys can find me on Instagram at James Calvin on Keys. Um, you can find all my music there, all my videos. You can see my band members. You can check out me as a whole, you know, Couple selfies, a couple <laughs> selfies, a couple. You know, I'm playing in a couple videos. I got a couple beats on there. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I'm not really on Facebook like that, but yeah, Instagram. Um, I'm on uh, what you call that joint? Snapchat. <laughs> don't laugh at the don't laugh at the name, but it's snack it's snack alert. So you know, like how girls like to call you a snack. So my my Snapchat name is snack alert. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yo, uh, this nigga said smack <laughs> alert. Oh shit! I'm not on any dating profile, so you can't find me on there. But um, no OnlyFans, <laughs> no OnlyFans, not not yet, not yet. Times is not that hard. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, if I fall oh, hard times, then you might catch me on there. But as of right now, I'm good. I'm doing okay. <laughs> But yeah. Oh shit, <laughs> yo, my brother, my brother James, thank you so much for being a part of this fucking episode. Yo, it was great catching up with you, yes, sir. talking about old times, yes, sir. Definitely looking forward to that album. Yes, man, my brother. Yes, you know you, my brother for life. <laughs> for life, bro. I wish you all the best. Thank you, and man, much success to you, brother. And you, you are definitely gonna make a difference in this world. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate that so much. All right, brother. Peace out. Much love. Peace out, bro.